Quick disclaimer, while we do work at one of America's largest retailers and will allude to it throughout the show, the opinions expressed are purely our own and do not reflect the views or positions of our employer. Welcome everybody to episode 39 of the Phone Buzz podcast, recorded June 2nd of 2020. We got a great show for you this week. AT&T and Verizon meet their match, Google hides a nasty surprise for the Pixel 5, and we sit down with a legend in tech. My name is Evan Krause, I'm joined by Zach Whitney. How's it going? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Yeah. And uh, Christian Crawford. Hey, yo. How's it going? Good. How you doing, buddy? Eh, not too bad. And this week, we have a very special guest joining us, as you can probably guess from the title of the episode. With years and years of experience in the industry and 30 million views on YouTube, please welcome to the podcast, the king of clout himself, Kevin the Tech Ninja. Thank you so much for having me. Did, did, Absolutely. Did, did you say, did you say a legend? Did someone say legend? Someone used the word legend of earlier? Of course. Of what? No, no. Legend it makes me feel in there. so old. Legend. No, 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 no. Legend. Ah, okay. <laughs> not, not that it was going Not that it matters, but how old are you? Just curious. You, you can just not answer if you want. Oh, no, I don't, I don't care. I am 32, so I feel like an old person in the game right now. Because <laughs> it's just it's crazy. So many people are like much younger than me, but yeah, I'm 32. Nice. Hey, you got the experience. That's good. <laughs> younger 10. Oh, God. Yeah, we're, oh, we're, God. Still, <laughs> we're still young bucks in this world, so uh, we appreciate your guidance, oh, boy. Master Ninja. Yeah. So you two can Jeez. say that. Oh, yeah, Zach's the oldie out of the group, but he's like, what, 25? 24. 24 oh, for two boy. more weeks. Just, just, just a baby. Just a baby. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so uh, before we get into, you know, the fun and the tech talk, um, it's impossible to uh, to not talk about what's going on in our country right now. Um, now, as our audience knows or probably knows uh, from listening to us, uh, Zach, Evan and I, um, you know, we are we're three white guys. You know, we grew up in a predominantly white place in mid-Missouri. Um, so speaking up on these issues, um, well, Zach's, Zach's from St. Louis, so it's a little bit different for him, obviously, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, speaking up on these issues is, is something that's kind of hard to do for us. Um, and we're, we're lucky to have Kevin on to kind of, you know, give his perspective and talk about his experiences. So, um, Kevin, if you want to just kind of take the floor, the floor is yours. Yeah. So, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on it, but I, I just think for me, this is sort of kind of a heavy topic for me for, for, for you know, for, for multiple reasons. So, so number one, I am a child of a cop. My dad was a cop 27 years, I believe, Michigan State Police. Um, I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Um, and my brother is in law enforcement and I went to school to work in law enforcement and, you know, had an internship in law enforcement. So like a, a lot of this stuff hits, hits, hits home to me, sure. especially what you're seeing as far as you're seeing the, um, you know, the police brutality, which, you know, it's, it's not a new thing, but now everyone can record and have access to it. And, and we're, we're seeing this play out right in front of us and we're seeing the, the riots and everything going on. But, you know, the, the thing that I'm seeing a lot that, that sort of bothers me about it is that you do have a few bad apples that are causing the looting and things like that. But majority of the people are not doing that. And majority of the protests are peaceful. And then it just takes one, you know, one little piece of, uh, one little piece of igniter and the whole thing blows up and turns into such, such a big thing. And, uh, you know, I yeah. kind of just felt like it's just, for me, it's just impossible not to talk about it, especially if I'm able to have a platform at the moment to kind of just share, you know, share my, share my thoughts. Um, really, you know, sure. on, on Twitter, on Twitter, I talk about it a lot more, but, uh, it's just one of those things, man. It's just, uh, it's just a very tough time. Uh, I, was, I say for everyone, 
Um, you know, and it's just one of those things that I, I think this is going to be something, especially 2020 as a whole, it's just going to be in, in the books as one of those crazy years that it's going to be in history books. And, you know, my son may ask me about it or you guys, if you guys have kids, your future kids will ask you about those things. And, um, yeah, I just want to appreciate yeah. you guys just at least giving me a few minutes to kind of just talk about it, kind of, you know, get that off my soul, if you sure. will, yeah. to yeah. kind of do it. Um, I mean, this is kind of off script, but if you guys have questions you want to ask about it or things you're uncomfortable asking, I mean, I'm very, very open to kind of fill in some blanks. I, I have been following it, and like I said, I see it I see it from both point of views, 100%. Mm -hmm. I, I see it, you know, and it's just a, it's a lot of things playing here at once, you know. It's, 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 it's I mean, complex. Um, yeah, so like I say, me personally, uh, I'm 23 years old. Um, I don't have a lot of experience in this world compared to other people, but um, but this time feels different. I remember watching the Ferguson riots, you know, live, and obviously that's in our state, that's in Missouri. Um, and I remember seeing that happen, and you know, it kind of just went away after that. Um, and seeing all these protests show up, city after city, like you said, most of them peaceful, largely peaceful, just a few bad actors taking advantage of a of a situation. Um, it, it does feel different, and I really do hope some change comes out of it. Um, it's impossible to ignore the the police brutality we've seen. It's impossible to say uh, that it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you were saying, I, I'm really concerned that it's just now, you know, starting to become a huge picture. Right? It's been, you know, happening so, for so long, and now it's really starting to kind of pick up. It's it's sad that it's taken this long. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, you know. Uh, I would say gr growing up and, and, you know, like I said, with my background and my family, and everything growing up, it was always that like, you know, the police, are your friends and things like that. And, and I still think that 100 percent. And I do think majority of cops are good cops. But I think I think a big problem is that the good cops are not holding the bad cops accountable. Like when we saw him put you know, the knee on him and the other right. cops were just sitting there watching. It's just, that's a parallel of what happens. Like it just, I would have hoped that they could have stopped him from doing that. And that is just, uh, that's the sad part where you can, you can watch an eight minute video of a guy literally being choked to death with a knee to his throat. Right. And the, the police people were just watching and it took them days to get arrested. So, right. I mean, that's just more of the sad part. And that's, and that's the, that's the part that you need to pro that part I need to process. Um, is that how do we get here and why did it take so long? And just, you know, talking to my dad, he's 72 years old. He's, he's seen all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, He's just, he said he's not surprised. This has been his experience his whole life, and now there's cameras to see it. But this has been his, ex his full experience, what he's experienced his whole life. He's seen this even as a cop. And he has so many stories as a cop of, of things that he's seen racially towards him or towards other people where he's had to step in to stop other cops from taking it to the next level. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's... um. It's it's definitely it's definitely something that that can't be summed up in a podcast and especially one about tech. But uh, it, it it is definitely something that um, that will come back more and more, and it's conversations that that need to take place. Especially if it's a, you know it's an uncomfortable one, it, and it, it it shouldn't be comfortable. It's not a comfortable subject, and mm -hmm. sometimes you can't avoid it, right? You know you right. can't avoid this. It's it's no matter where you look, it, it's happening. So you got to talk about it. You got to know what's happening. Yeah, Zach, you got anything to add to that? <clears throat> yeah, I mean. I didn't grow up my whole life in St. Louis or anything. I moved out there, out of St. Louis, in the third grade, so I didn't have a whole lot um, of, like, memories and stuff. But then I went to UMSL in college, so back right in downtown St. Louis, and then I have a couple of buddies that I still hang out with and all that. But, I mean, I've watched 
like not necessarily police brutality, but like neglect to help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like even when I was at UMSL, there's two um, middle schools on each side, and there was a kid getting jumped uh, by three other. Uh, I was like a small black kid getting jumped by three other black kids. And I went and told a cop, and I was like, hey, like, there's a kid getting jumped. And the cop said, okay, I'm not going to worry about it until I hear it over the radio. So I had to call 911 yeah. just to get this kid some help. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's then, sad, man. Yeah, I say, I've also had the experience where me and a couple of my buddies were in St. Louis. Um, it was actually Cardinals homecoming two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And we were drinking, walking around downtown, and a cop stopped us. First thing he did, put my buddy in handcuffs. Not me. He just Mm. told me to sit in the car. And it's like, it's not right. It's not okay. Yeah. He, he's definitely a lot better kid than I am. (laughs) And I'm still a good kid. (laughs) But it was because he was black. He threw him in handcuffs out of the car, and I just sat there. Yeah, you know, if if you ever talk to any black person candidly and ask them, do they have any experience with police, they will always have a story. Not every time, not every interaction is bad, but they'll always have a story about something. And either it's, you know, you know, overtly racist or covertly racist. Right. Either it's something where it's like, I don't know, that could have been or or slaps you in the face. And, you know, we can you know, we can probably transition away from that. But, uh, you know, the homework I want to give to people is, you know, if you have a black person in your life, just ask them, like, what what, how has your experience been? It's they won't take it the wrong way. It actually be a good thing to kind of hear them out because I've been saying this for so long that it's just it's treated unfairly and you're finally starting to see it consistently now. And, um, that's, that's how change occurs. Yeah. That's uh, I couldn't have put it better myself. Um, again, thank you for, you know, giving us your perspective, giving us your experiences on it. Um, it's definitely a conversation that doesn't end here. Like you said, we all have a responsibility to do, to do our part and to be more aware and to make, um, to make more of an effort to, uh, to correct this change. So, um, again, thank you. Thank you for, uh, for bringing that up. Yeah. Th- thank thanks you. for, uh, thanks for giving me a chance. Absolutely. Um, so rough transition here. Uh, let's go ahead and get into everybody's favorite segment. It's the phone buzz fake news. So what we do here is we take a news story from the week. Uh, we change some of the details and then I'll have Evan, Zach, and now Kevin, uh, try to guess what's the fake news and what's the real news. All right, let's get into it. We've seen the headlines, we've watched the news, 5G is coming for us all, and fart jokes aside, it's the next silent killer. You may be asking yourself, how do I protect me and my family from the harmful radiation of 5G? Who and what can stop the bad boys at AT&T and Verizon from destroying us all? Well, lucky for us, our friends in England have, ironically, come to save us from tyranny. Recently, a company called 5G Bio Revolution developed a secret technology, researched for decades apparently, to shield us from 5G's harmful effects. And best of all, it fits right in your pocket. For the low, low price of $149, the 5G BioShield USB key promises to protect you and your family from the electric fog induced by devices such as laptops, cordless phones, Wi-Fi, tablets, etc. by creating a 100-foot radius around the user. How does it work? Directly from the company itself, quote, the 5G BioShield USB key restores the coherence of the geometry of the atoms, which allows a perfect induction for life forces by recreating cardiac coherence via plasmic support and interactivity. 
Are you lost? <laughs> but that's not all. The anti-5G stick can do so much more. It also doubles as a functioning USB stick capable of carrying 512 gigabytes for convenient on-the-go storage. And for all you haters out there, an independent consumer protection agency called the BioShield revolutionary and is even backed by the British government. I feel like this would be something they have on Consumer Reports. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, Consumer Reports? We didn't forget about you. We didn't forget about you. <laughs> That's a lot. All That's right, lot. Kevin. You, yeah, Kevin. You want to take a you want to take a whack at this? What do you think's the fake news here? Again, it's all those hollow bullet points. That's that's fair play. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at everything. I'm looking at everything, and it's everything seems so true. Um, <laughs> but I would actually say the last one that it's backed by the British government. I'll say that's fake. Okay. So. So that is actually a partial truth. Oh, um, there's actually yeah, there's actually a town called uh, Glatzenberry. Glatzenberry. Uh, my sister's gonna roast me for that. Um, it, it's a it's a city in England, and apparently they have a 5G advisory board, and it's actually um, endorsed by them to maybe oh help you. Yeah, that's wow. not a joke. Wow. Okay, I'm yeah. surprised. <laughs> Very surprised. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I spent I spent some decent work and research on this one. So these are these are pretty. It's pretty hard it's to skip out. What you got, Evan? What's what's fake here? Oh my gosh, I don't know. I want to say the the really big quote that had all the really big words in it. <laughs> the one that went way over my head as soon as you started speaking. That is one hundred percent real news. Gross. That's what they actually put on the, <laughs> on the website. Yep, so that's hundred percent true. All right, let me try to steer this ship. What you got? <laughs> um, oh, for two. <laughs> well, I guess half half for two. It doesn't have a five hundred and twelve gig storage capacity in it. That is okay. So you've actually got me there. It does not have 512 gigs of storage, but it does have one gigabyte, one 128 terabyte. megabytes, <laughs> one terabyte, <laughs> exactly one terabyte. No, it's terabyte it, it's thing. even worse than it's got 128 megabytes. Oh my gosh, of storage. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. It's like a floppy disk. Question. Hmm. A what? Um, a floppy disk? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. A what? All right, Kevin. Ooh. I think. Uh, I, there's still there's still some fake news to be had. There's still some fake. Usually it's numbers. Usually I mess with the numbers a little bit. Okay. The the price. Maybe the price is right. wrong. Good one. All right. So you got me there. It's not 149 dollars. What do we think it is? I. Ooh. Hopefully it's cheaper. I would. Oh jeez. <laughs> uh, 99 bucks. Oof. Okay. Oh, what, what you got, Zach? What do you think the price is? I'm going up. I'm going 200. Oh what man. I don't know. I'm trying to read your face. I'm trying to. Um, ooh, I'd say 189. I don't know why. Zach was the closest for the low, low price of about 350 U.S. dollars. Oh wow! You, you could secure one of these sticks. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, the other one in here, and this is kind of hard to pick out, but it does not create a hundred foot radius. That's that was also be my next one. Yeah, yeah, it also does not do that. It's like four to eight meters, which is like 26 feet maximum. Can we also yeah. try to get us that? Like, can we just join the metric system already? Like, communist. Let's communist. Knock this off. <laughs> blasphemy. Blasphemy. <laughs> um, so I'm looking through here. I think I think you guys got them all Yay. for the most part. Nicely done. Nicely done. All right, let's move on to. It's on that new new. This is the segment where we grab all the rumors and leaks from around the week and we break them down. All right. So last year's Google Pixel 4 and 4XL were met with, let's call it, mixed reviews, and given the lackluster sales figures, it seems the smartphone market agreed with those reviews. 
But just like Michael Scott at the 5K Rabies Awareness Fun Run for the Cure, Google just refuses to give up. The Pixel 4a is yet to be released, but that doesn't mean we have to wait to get the first round of leaks on the Pixel 5 series. Thanks to a report from Android Authority and leaks from John Prosser, we're getting an early look at the phones, and some of the, some of the news may shock you. First, though, the usual suspects. We're looking at 6 gigabytes of RAM, at least 64 gigs of storage, at least a dual-lens dual rear camera, wireless charging, and an IP68 rating for water and dust resistance. Uh, but this is where things start to get a little interesting. Google isn't a stranger to, let's say, questionable design choices, and this year's Pixel 5 and 5XL are rumored to either carbon copy Samsung's S20 camera module or go with a complete other direction with a sort of semicircle that starts at the very top of the back bezel. We'll post a picture for you guys to check out on Twitter. It's truly bizarre. On top of that, there's also a big question mark on whether or not motion sense will make a return as critics widely pan the Pixel 4's 2000 and late screen-to-body ratio, whose only benefit was a radar chip with limited functionality. But the controversy doesn't stop there. No. Multiple sources from around the internet have come to the exact same conclusion. The Pixel 5 series will not feature the Snapdragon 865, also known as the same processor available on other mainstream flagship phones. Instead, Google might dip out of the ultra-premium market with a 700 series chip and a starting price point of $699. This would no doubt mark a sharp turn in direction for the Pixel lineup of phones, which have historically been priced with Samsung and Apple. So, to open it up to you guys a little bit, um, is this the right move for Google in the Pixel lineup? Should they be moving downstream instead of fighting it out in the premium market? And let me start with Kevin, actually. What's your what's your initial take on this? Yeah, so it definitely is the right move. I mean, as of right now, I have never seen a Pixel phone in public. Like, I've never seen one. I've never seen anyone <laughs> carry a Pixel phone. So, obviously, they're not doing something right. They're not selling units. So, you got to switch it up. You got to change something. It has the best camera on mobile. They have that, and they prove they can do it for a cheaper price with the 3A. 3A's camera is so good still. Um, so, it's just one of those things. Like, why, why continue to, to do the same thing over and over again, and you're not getting the same results? So, yeah, do it. I, I agree 100%. The one thing I'm really confused on is, it's actually very shocking, is that they might have only a 64 gig, you know, internal storage of the phone where you're looking at like the, the Motorola series phones, you know, like the... Um, Oh, was it the Edge Plus, the, the new yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, that's like, you know, 128 or even more, you know, even like the um, Motorola, what is it, the Motorola One? Yeah, even those have so. like one, what, 64? Yeah, or like the Moto Z4, you know, phones like that that are in the, you know, three to $400 price point range even have that. So kind of shocking that there's, you know, something that's, even though it may not be, you know, like the standard flagship, quote unquote flagship, it's still, you know, lacking those kind of things. But what if I told you you could spend extra money on Google's cloud storage system? Yep. Yeah, that's that's, that's, right. exa that's exactly why. <laughs> yep. Yep. No, no. thanks. Uh, what you what you got on this, Zach? What's your what's your thought there? I think Google finally Googled the definition <laughs> of insanity <laughs> and realized that it's trying the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. All right, that might be one of the best hot takes I've heard in this podcast. <laughs> Uh, no, it's a move they needed to make, kind of like what we all said. It's You're competing for what you don't have to offer, more or less. That's true. Uh, and besides a, cam a great camera. And I think it's just one of those things where, may I'm not saying this has to be a permanent move, but just like step down, start getting your sales back up, start getting more and more profit, more and more revenue, then maybe you can take another jump. But for right now in 2020, this is definitely a good step to go for where where their phone model is right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little torn on this one, honestly, because like 
part of me wants to have that ultra premium pixel, like just to have the best of best that Google can come up with, which I mean, in years past, sure, it's not been excellent, but hopefully they get better. Um, so that part of me is like, ah, I kind of hope they stay in that market. But the other part's like, this is starting to make a lot more sense with the Pixel 4a leaks because um, I think we reported on it either last week or the week before uh, that they're not going to be releasing a 4a XL, which now makes a lot of sense because then you'd have a phone that would be like 449, 499, and then you have the Pixel 5 series coming out at 699. It, yeah, it's a yeah. little too close, uh, a little too close for comfort. So I agree. Um, and this also, yeah, this also makes a lot more sense for why the Pixel 4a would start at 349 instead of 399. So. I mean, I think it's the best move for them money-wise, but, like, the, the deep pixel nerd in me really wants to still have that $1,000 option. Not that I'd buy it, but <laughs> I, still, I still want it to be out there. Um, so, for Kevin specifically, um, I actually I, I didn't get a chance. I meant to watch your, your pixel review. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but um, are you a fan or are you a hater of the Pixel 4's radar chip? Um. You know, if the radar chip was more integrated into the phone and it didn't require the larger bezels or the crappy battery life, sure. But the compromises, it, it compromised too much stuff to actually have that feature. And it was just something I really didn't think about. And when I switched phones, I didn't miss it. So if, if I don't miss something and you cause so much grief for me, no, it, it, I, I don't care for it. What, uh, what was your success rate with all the gestures? Um, not, not good. I mean, I got to the point where I figured, I, <laughs> I got to the point where I figured it out, but it was always to the, to the point where I just rather grab the phone than do the gestures. I mean, I, I figured out the hand motion. It took, I don't know, probably a half hour of just doing it and looking crazy, I'm sure. But it was just one of those things that it's just like, okay, I'd rather just pick up the phone and do it. Cause I don't have to think about the gesture. I just, just made more sense to do it the old fashioned way. Yeah, I, I was the same way. Like every time I would have to demo one of those phones, first off, if someone was like, "Hey, show me the Pixel 4," I was like, "Damn it, please work, please work." <laughs> yeah, and I had to go over to it, and I just didn't even mess with it. I mean, it was something, of course, I had to tell them about. I mean, wanted to tell them about, but I knew that I, I seriously did not get it once. I could not figure that thing out to save my life. I was like, you know what? I'm just not going to demo it. I'll tell them it's there, but that's not, not my problem. Not my chair. Not my problem. Not my chair. Not my problem. You know what I'm starting to realize? What's that? That you're a wizard? <laughs> you're a wizard, Harry. Uh, no, that everybody that I sold a Pixel 4 probably hates me. Probably, yeah. Because, like, yeah, look how easy this radar stuff is. It's just moving back and forth with my hands. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, 100% success rate with that thing. Never missed a beat. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, so for me, keep it. I think Keep that radar chip. <laughs> I, I'm fine with it. I think Google was listening into our podcast um, because we have a surprising amount of listens from Mountain View, which I think is where they're from. Yeah, they uh, but are. I think they were listening it to you. And then Zach was like, "Oh, I might get the Pixel Four. I might switch away <laughs> from my iPhone." And then Google was like, "We gotta get this guy on. We gotta get this guy on. This new, this new podcast startup. We gotta get him on." <laughs> that's funny, man. I'm fully convinced that's what's happened. Um, so I think I know your answer to this, Kevin, but if the, if the possible rumors are true, if the possible designs are true, everything we've seen, um, would you be sad to see that motion sense chip go? Cause like, let, for example, let's assume that they improve it. Let's assume that the gestures are better and they're not as awful. Um, and, and let's say, let's throw in a bone that maybe the bezel even goes down a little bit. Would you be sad to see them just scrap it all together? If they can drop the bezel and make it a little bit better then yes. Um, 
it's it's just something that made a you know made the pixel unique you know the pixel it always has one of those aha moments or those like really cool googly things that only pixel phones mm-hmm. can do increase fragmentation but I, that's a different topic for a different day um you know I'm, all, I, I'm always i'm always for that because pixels always have that extra cool thing that they always have and that's just kind of a cool unique tech demo as long as it works though that's the that's the thing man like and also battery life was impacted by it once you turn it off you did see an increase in battery life too so if they could figure those things out mm-hmm. sure throw it in still won't use it though did you follow uh, the news that uh, Rick Osterloh, who I think is the the head of the hardware division or, or something like that, he was he, he kind of had a big role in the in the pixel development. Did you see that news story where he was like apparently going off on a team about how bad the Pixel Four was like weeks before its announcement? Yeah, I, I do remember that, and I, yeah, I, I remember that. I, I I knew I knew things weren't good when that happens. Things yeah. are not going good. So. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, just may want to change course a little bit. But um, speaking of changing course, so this was kind of some people care about smartphone design, some people don't. It's it's whatever. But uh, this stuff fascinates me. Like the the two pictures I've got in the notes here, which like I said, we'll drop in the doc. The first one came to us from John Prosser. The second one I think I got from Android Headlines. Um, but if you're listening, the very first photo. It's a, uh, it's like that semicircle. It goes all the way up to the top bezel. It's like that that glass camera lens that Google's kind of been it doing. Look, it's like the key to a basketball court. It, ah, that's a okay. I cannot see that now, but yes, it is. <laughs> so, you know, circa 1970 before the three point line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then the the second photo looks just like a Samsung S20 or S20 Plus. Like it looks just like it. Um, if you had to choose one of these designs, which would you go with and why? Oh man, um, I know my answer. Yeah, the, let's let's start let's start with Zach and we'll we'll circle around to you, Kevin. Yep, Mine is the semicircle. This you like the circle one? Yeah. So, and I've said it many times. I like symmetry on a phone. I would rather have that middle teardrop, like the cyclops kind of look, <laughs> than left or right. And I don't. I think symmetry just looks better on a phone. That's one of the biggest reasons why I hate like the Samsungs. It's a big fat block just out in the middle of nowhere in a corner. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just think it looks good. Symmetry looks good to me. So it's an easy decision for okay, me. Okay, that's fair. Which got up and what, what, what do you take? I don't know. I think I would take the, the top one that looks more like the S20. I just, it's just, that r- reminds me too much of, um, is it the Nokia that has like the eight cameras oh, on the, the back? That looks like a spider and that one's creepy. Yeah, the pure no, view. The, it's too yeah. close to that. I, I don't know. I just, I can't see it being something especially like thinking about like cases and all the accessories and stuff that just looks so funky i don't know yeah I, I didn't mean to cut you off there uh earlier kevin which uh what's what's your take on that which one would you take oh yeah no worries um yeah give me the samsung look you know the the semicircle looks like a basketball court now that you mentioned it but it looks like a face it looks like a just a really shocked person like it just i it just just the way the cameras are lined up i just i, I can't unsee that it looks like a very shocked person at all times so you know now i no. can't unsee that so thank you for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I i don't know i kind of uh like the the old pixel 4 um old pixel 4 the the pixel 4 design like that stovetop kind of grew on me i know it kind of looks just like what the iphone's doing but it is a uh, it's okay enough looking i think it matches like the outside border and the outside design um, I, I'm, I'm actually on board with that one. With that said, uh, I would take the boring ass S20 look versus the, the basketball key any day of the week. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. I'm just, like you said, Evan, I'm imagining the case situation on this. Like, how do they do that? Do they just not cover the glass? I don't, I don't know. 
Like, that's a significant portion of the bag. Yeah, it's like a huge chunk cut out of your case. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Anyhow. All right. So, let's move on to our feature segment tonight. So, Kevin, it's not every day we get the opportunity to speak with someone with as much experience or knowledge in the phone or tech industry as you. Legend. <laughs> Legend. Uh, so, we're really <laughs> interested in getting your perspective on a couple of things. So, if it's all right, we'll just do kind of a and a Is that cool with you? Yeah, let's do it. Awesome. Uh, so first things first, um, tell us a little bit how you got into tech in the first place. You know, I, I don't remember. I, I've just always loved, <laughs> always loved tech as a kid. I remember when my mom would buy a new VCR, I would always program the time on it because it will flash 12. Or she'll buy a new camcorder, I'll figure it out and teach her how to use it. I just always loved tech. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I was quite, like, I was kind of like that. Like, I liked little gadgets and stuff, but it, there was a moment that kind of clicked, and I was sitting at, at work bored one day, and I started just looking at phone reviews. Um, that's cool. interesting. Like, uh, yeah, yeah we, all, we all kind of have a, a different journey there. Were, were you going to say something, Zach? Oh, I just, I don't know what, like, Flash 12 is in a VCR. <laughs> I have no oh idea. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, because, like, I, I'm, never, I'm never, like, the oldest person in a room until I get with a bunch of people in this industry then it just i feel like an old person but i'm really not i'm really not that old but um you know so so back in the day you buy a, v, a v, vcr i know you guys are familiar with those yeah i've used vcr <laughs> yeah so but when you plug them in they didn't have the time the time with flash 12 and each vcr had a unique way of setting the time on it most people said screw it it's going to flash 12 or if the power goes out <laughs> in your house it, it goes back to flashing 12 again and then you have to figure out how to adjust it so the time is correct but it was always like a chore to figure it out and for me i just loved it i could look at it and just do it and yeah so i go to my grandma's house my my you know my family's house and i would always just adjust the vcrs to put the right time on it and, <laughs> you know it was just that's that my thing don't worry guys kevin's here he'll change it for us <laughs> yeah ex exactly yep <laughs> it's like it's like the router nowadays where like you go home and your mom's like i need to help fixing this router and you go back and just restart it and they're like oh my god thank you yep. so much <laughs> exactly um, so more on to uh, phones, though. Like, what was the first phone that you fell in love with? Yeah, so it it was the Sidekick Color. Yeah, of, course, of course. My oh man, I mean, it had <laughs> AIM. It had AIM on the phone, and that was like AOL Instant Messenger. And like that was the I was the coolest kid around because up until then, to have AOL Instant Messenger, you had to do it through text message. Then it was send it to a relay server. Then it'll send the instant message message over. And it was just like, it took literally 30 <laughs> seconds to send a message. And people didn't have keyboards. You had the T9 texting and all these crazy things. You had to tap A, you had to tap one, three times to get to C. Oh, it, 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 it was man. just, a, it was a different, guys, it was a different world. It was a different <laughs> world. So then I, I remember those days. Okay, cool. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had T9 texting and all that. Oh, you... You're probably cool one that had like a razor though, right? I think we talked yeah, about this before. Yeah, I did have a razor. Nah, of course. I was oh like, man, what's even a flip phone. <laughs> so Ooh, that that actually plays into our "Would you rather" later. Uh, sorry, what, what were you saying? Oh no, I was gonna say. So my first cell phone, I could see text messages, but I couldn't reply to them. My phone wasn't text <laughs> text capable. You have a Fitbit. <laughs> it was not a Fitbit. No, I could. So my so my friends were getting these cool Nokia's that could play Snake and had ringtones, and my phone couldn't reply to text messages. Like you would text me, I just shit. look at it. It's like it was like a it's like a glorified beeper. Like you, you text me, and I have to call you. Like sorry, I gotta call you now. So send it yeah, by the, carrier pigeon. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the sidekick just changed it. It was cool. You pushed up 
on it. It flipped open. You get an AOL Instant Messenger. You had a web browser, albeit very slow. Um, but yeah, it, yeah, huh. it was just great. And I, I wish they would bring out a new a new sidekick for just nostalgia purposes, and just just to okay. have one as like a, as like a relic, you know. Speaking of that, I've had this story kind of like sitting on our dog for a couple of weeks, and I've not ever really found the right place to put it. But apparently, uh, you, you've probably seen this too. LG has been, uh, there was a leaked render of like a flippable LG phone. Um, I'll have to look up the name of it. Do you know what I'm talking about though? I do not know what you're talking about, LG. but it's made by LG, so. <laughs> <laughs> no one will. Big surprise. Oh, can we go back to my weekly check-in real quick? Yes, yes, please go back to the weekly check-in. So... Uh, we're doing by appointments right now at where we work, and I had a lady come in, like, well, at first, like, when you set your appointment, like, we had look over, like, what you need and all that. She's like, yeah, I'm looking for an LG G8 Think. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I called her. She didn't answer. I left a message. And uh, so she eventually got there. I'm like, yeah, we don't have that LG in stock. Matter of fact, we don't have any LG in stock. <laughs> Besides the K30 and the K8. And the she goes, best ones they make. Then she looks at me and she goes, how are those? And I said, they're about as good as the G8 you're trying to get. <laughs> We're about to get a lot of hate mail. <laughs> she didn't She didn't like that answer. Uh, and then I showed her Samsung's. And she's like, well, how do you think this compares to an LG? I'm like, this is a lot better. Like, what? Yeah. She goes... She goes, do you just not like LGs? I'm like, no, nobody likes LGs. The scary thing, she was like 30. She wasn't that old. <laughs> and I think a, a good clarification for this stuff is like, um, the phones themselves new are like pretty good. Like they kind of, they have some pretty good features. But like what we see every day is people coming back with like two-year-old LGs, like three-year-old LGs. And they just, like, they're so slow. The, the software is more bloated than TouchWiz used to be. Like it's just a, it's a bad long-term phone. And that, I think that's kind of why we give it some hate, but like, just to just to clarify on that, <laughs> I know I've dealt with so many phones like LG phones that I cannot even like transfer stuff off of because yeah, it won't turn on, it won't boot up, it's boot looped. Jeez, anyhow, just just worth mentioning there. Um, but back to you, Kevin. Let me get my questions up here. Um, so kind of switching topics a little bit. So for those that may not know, you used to work at XDA and Android Authority, but these days you're most often seen carrying an iPhone. What's your experience been on the whole iPhone versus Android debate? Yeah, I actually. I know it's a loaded question. I, I, yeah, no, it's it's fine. I've I've talked about it a lot because uh, I, I guess to kind of start off, I had a hatred for iPhones, like a <laughs> hatred. Like when when this was many years ago, when I, when I was at I was at work, my boss was like, "Hey, Kevin, I'm sorry, I bought an iPhone. I feel bad because I know you love Android. You talk bad about <laughs> iPhones." And then. I realized something. I'm like, dude, do people really feel bad for buying the phone they really want to buy? Like, I was like, I feel kind of yeah, crappy yeah. about that. So, I mean, there there was an absolute hatred for iPhones, and um, you know, now that you know, a little bit getting a little bit older, I don't have time for rooting and doing ROMs and all the stuff that I loved Android for. I just don't have time for that stuff anymore. Um, even though I just Joe broke my iPhone and spent like four hours customizing it, but. Um, <laughs> It, it, it was just it was just one of those things where it was just like you know what um a lot of a lot of things that i use on an everyday basis just worked better on ios um ipad is the best tablet you can find that's ios and i was Preach. tired of buying apps in two different spots and i noticed the ios version of the app had more features and some of the hardware i had like for my camera my Sony camera works better on iOS. This feature, this thing works better on iOS. I found that to be a trend 
And it was to the point where I was like, you know what? Everything just works better on iOS for, for, for what I'm doing. My day-to-day stuff is better on iOS. Of course, Android is more powerful, not an argument. Android is actually a real computer in your pocket versus, mm-hmm. you know, iPhone. You're sort of in this walled garden still, albeit it's a little bit better now, but it's still a walled garden at the end of the day. Um, right. I just found for me and my needs today, the iPhone is just the best all-around phone for me. And also, I use Mac. I, I edit on Final Cut being able to transfer files just by clicking a couple buttons instead of moving it to Dropbox or plugging it in, use some janky software, and hopefully it connects. And, <laughs> you know, it's just, it just ends up being just easier for me to use overall. So, Have you, have you found when, uh, after transferring over to iPhone, that you have more friends? <laughs> oh, because of the, I, the iMessage stuff? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, I, don't, I wouldn't say I have more friends, but uh, I, I am... I am more willing to text now because before I was like, oh, you got to get on Hangouts. If you're not on Hangouts, I'm not talking to you and da 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 da. But now, yeah. like, I'm in like three or four iMessage groups that are like really large. I have one with my family where we can share pictures. It's just, it's just a mm-hmm. good experience. It's really smooth and attaching videos and it doesn't look like Zabruder footage. Um, I think I think that's amazing that's, as well. That's a deep not, reference I'm, right there. I, yeah, I know. I'm not that I'm not that old. I don't remember the Zabruder footage. I don't remember it. I wasn't there for it. I promise. Sure, <laughs> sure. Have you found that the green bubbles are starting to annoy you a lot more? Um, yeah, one of my, one of my friends has Android, and I text him, and I get the green bubbles, and I'm just like, bruh, why haven't, you made the, why haven't you made the move yet, man? And like, he'll send me like a picture, and it's kind of like not kind of a little grainy. I try to send him a video, and I have like limits. It's like, oh, this video is too large, and I'm like. <laughs> Dude, right. like, what do you do? So most of my green bubble friends, I move them over to WhatsApp, and then I talk <laughs> on there. But then I'm bouncing. But then I'm bouncing between two apps. Then it's just, yeah. yeah. And Apple does this on purpose. They know exactly what they're oh, doing. Absolutely. They know oh, what they're doing with, with that crap. For they, sure. They Gosh, it, it's yeah, annoying, we, man. Because they know if they made iMessage available for three ninety nine, people go back to Android and pay four bucks oh for God. iMessage every month. I would. Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, that's been kind of a running joke because, like, I switch between iPhone and my Android uh, OnePlus 7 Pro, like, every two or three days. And these two yahoos always call me, like, less attractive and ugly every, <laughs> every time I'm rocking my OnePlus. Ouch. <laughs> well, I mean, the thing was is he praised OnePlus. And I even, from him praising that, I got the OnePlus. And I, I really enjoyed it. But I've just always found myself going back to iPhone um, Mostly because of you know the iPhone or the iMessage and the FaceTime, um, but of you know a little bit of the jailbreak scene. But he has, <laughs> over the course of actually this podcast, started to not only get an iPhone. I mean, he has an iMac. He's also now gotten uh, an Apple Watch, which Shut is up. a big thing for him. And there are two iPads. And two. Sure. I- yeah. Shut up. He's starting to just like overcome, and <laughs> Apple's just <laughs> slowly eating him away. Yep. That's I don't happens. even feel like to. I don't even <laughs> exactly. feel like defending myself here. <laughs> You can't. <laughs> you could find the archives. You could find the footage. Um, no, there there is absolutely something to be said about the ecosystem. Like, I bought the Apple Watch purely for like running in the morning because it yeah, works best for that. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> okay. But it does work better, and I do like how it integrates with my iPhone XR. Like, it, it's a it's a great, fine experience. I just I miss the customization of Android, which actually yeah. we'll talk about that a little bit later um, when we talk about the the jailbreak controversy happening. Hey yo. Um, but back to you, Kevin. So. Um, in one of your most recent videos, you called the OnePlus 8 Pro the best phone of 2020. Uh, but do you think it'll be able to fend off the camera prowess of the Pixel 5 and the versatility of the Note 20 Plus to retain that title of best of 2020? 
Yeah, because, it, you know, in my opinion, I think the OnePlus 8 Pro or the OnePlus lineup reminds me of what the Nexus lineup was. It's a very, mm-hmm. very clean version of Android. Camera's not the best, but a very clean version of Android and wicked fast. And that's kind of what I want when I'm on a phone. I want the most watered down experience. Let me add my own apps, no bloatware. Just give <laughs> yeah, me yeah. Android in its purest form. And the, you know, the modifications OnePlus puts in their skin, the, the um, oh, Oxygen OS, it's yeah. things I will put in a ROM. Like it's, you know, it's based off CyanogenMod, Mod and I loved CyanogenMod Mod growing up, right? Using Android, mm-hmm. I always flash that ROM. So it has all the features that I will want, all the tweaks that I want. I mean, the OnePlus phone just feels like it's, and I said it in my review, I'm not trying to repeat myself, but it feels like people who love phones made this phone. Like, it feels like they know exactly what they wanted when they built this phone. And I don't know, overall, it just feels good. And then, um, you know, you throw on the 120 hertz screen and it's just, it's so fast. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be really hard to, to beat the OnePlus 8 Pro at that point. But you know what? By the time the Pixel 5 comes out or the Note 20 comes out, uh, another OnePlus is coming out. They make a new phone every six months, so they always are up to date when it comes to hardware. It's kind of annoying that you spend the money on a phone and another one comes out in six months, but they do update phones for two years too, which is sort of nice, and most manufacturers aren't doing that either. Um, yeah. can, so I, I didn't answer your question. Jeez. Um, <laughs> no, no, yeah. Can, can, yeah, can it can it fend off the Pixel 5? Yeah, the Pixel 5, all it's going to have going for it is going to be this amazing camera. And when you look beyond the camera, is it going to beat the OnePlus in other features? And I don't think no the way. answer is going to be yes. They haven't proved it yet. No so until then, the answer it is not going to be yes. Um, the Note 20, Note 20 Plus, I mean, I love Samsung phones. Don't get me wrong, but their price continues to rise on their phones. And for me, I don't use the S Pen that much to justify that being my main phone and having that feature baked in. Sure, the S Pen is nice. It's kind of cool to pull it out and write on it. But day-to-day usage, I don't think about the S Pen. And even when I was trying to like sign contracts and do stuff on my phone, I found that most of the apps would just have a thing you tap right there and it just puts your signature there in the first place. So I was trying to be cool with S Pen and sign something and it just didn't <laughs> even matter. The one, the one, my only chance, my only shot in life to use the pin in the right way um the app just rendered it useless so i don't know i mean i i, I do love samsung I, it's just yeah just something about oneplus for me I, it might be nostalgia purposes or what but um it just checks all the boxes for me of what i find important in a phone yeah and, and i agree with a, a lot of those points and what really drew me to oneplus away from because i used to be a note guy i had the i had the note um seven rip in the note eight um <laughs> But but yeah, it was the uh, it was the software really that does it, because <laughs> at some point um, in in the near future, and we're, we're probably already getting there. It's really going to be the software that is the biggest difference between phones. I mean, we're going to have um, you know we're going to have bezel-less screens. We're going to get better screens that don't crack as easily. We're going to get you know cameras are really good for point and shoot situations. So it's really going to differentiate a product from another. I think for me is going to be the software. And yeah, I agree. Like uh, Oxygen OS is what sold me on the OnePlus, and the price, of course, is a good. Uh, Good thing to throw in there, but um, yeah, I, I'm with you there too. That that clean build of Android, I don't think it could be beat anywhere, and it hasn't been so far. Sure. I agree. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to actually. I think this is your most recent video, unless you just released something new. Um, but uh, we had a where, where am I here? Where am I here? Uh, yeah, we had a debate a couple of weeks back. I don't know if it was last week or not. Um, and we'd love to get your your input on the discussion. Um, you recently reviewed the TCL 10L, which I still hate that name, and called it a, quote, great first attempt for the company. 
With that in mind, do you think TCL can dominate the budget market uh, the same way they've been dominating TVs? I think it's more competition with TCL um, in, in the smartphone market. It's a lot of competition, and it's going to be hard. What TCL has going for it when it comes to TVs is the price, and it has Roku built into it. So you can save yourself an extra 40 bucks instead of buying your Roku. You now have it baked into your TV. And also, TCL TVs are just much cheaper than um, you know other TVs. And a lot of people, when it comes to buying a TV, they can't tell the difference between the picture. They don't know what color profiles are or anything, black levels. Like They don't know these things that make God, that is, a Samsung. That is so true. <laughs> yeah, like, like they, they don't know what makes a Samsung or an LG that expensive. They don't get it. They don't understand it. This TV has YouTube too. This TV is 4Ks as well. Like those are things they look at, and so yeah. it, it's so it's easier for them to say, you know what, I'll spend 400 bucks on this TV instead of 800 on this one. But when it comes to a phone, though, they want to use a phone that they know. This is a Samsung. This is an iPhone. I can iMessage. I can FaceTime. This Samsung phone has a great camera. I love how it looks. I mean, it's a little bit different when it comes to a phone, in my opinion. And also, TCO10L has to get into a carrier. People go to carrier and say, okay, what do you have? Like, they don't, they don't research a phone and then go to the carrier and ask, do you have this phone? It may happen sometimes, but in my experience, they go to the carrier and say, okay, show me what you have. I want a phone that is like 500 bucks. And I want to take some decent pictures. Like they, they come to you with a problem, and then they, you guys, your job is to pretty much solve it when they're looking for a phone if they're not informed. It, it, from from so what true. I've seen, <laughs> that's a very good way of putting it, actually. Because um, I, I would say my only rebuttal to that point, and kind of what we talked about too, just from from selling a lot of these budget phones and prepaid phones, is unlike at the top end where it's like I'm iPhone, I'm iPhone, I'm Samsung, I'm Samsung. There's, we found there's not a lot of brand loyalty in like the 150 to let's say even $400 range minus maybe Motorola. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> Moto Zach G Motorola. style, I'm G done. style plus play to all these crazy Motorola names. <laughs> yeah. And there's like, I just want a Motorola. I've had good years, good, good use out of them for years. I just want to keep going. It's like, okay, boomer. Gotcha. Here's your Motorola. Get out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, but besides that, which very good point, well put, Zach. Um, <laughs> besides that, like, there's not a lot of brand loyalty at that price point. So that's kind of where we think that you know, if we see good reviews from you know from people like you and from other reviewers on um, YouTube, um, you know, we're more apt to recommend those phones if they're hitting a lot of you know, let's say it's got good battery life, it's got a decent camera for the price point. So that's kind of where we see the the growth opportunity. But yeah, that's that's an excellent point. Um, there's still a lot of education. They don't have the brand recognition of the big boys. That's fair. Yep. Yeah. I also want to bring up the fact that I uh, I feel personally attacked with the TCL <laughs> TV in my living room right now. <laughs> no. Oh gotcha, no 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 no! I I love, TC, I love TCL TVs. Don't don't get me wrong. The six series, the eight series, very good TVs, but. Um, it just depends on what you're looking for. Like that is a TV. I would say that's the TV for 90% of people, but that 10% of people that may want the, the best quality, the optimal quality, then you'd be looking at a Samsung, a Samsung TV or an LG OLED and things like that. Then you're kind of in a different ballpark as far as pricing, but no TCL, yeah. I'd recommend it nine out of 10 times. And actually I have an eight, I have a six series in one of my rooms right now. I'm hundred percent happy with it. Yeah, so that's what mine is. I have a 6 Series 55-inch. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good TV. Solid TV. 
That's the other thing, too, is, like, um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It's, like, with TVs especially, because, um, like, we have to kind of be able to sell all, all departments. With TVs, um, what people see is kind of what you describe to them in a way. Like, with phones, they kind of have some some idea of what they're getting into coming into it. But TVs, you can say this TV has better saturation, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, it kind of does, even though, you know, it's, it's whatever. It's a wash. Um, but what they see is the price tag, and that's why uh, – that's probably why you have one in your room. I mean, the price tag, it, it's hard to beat that value for what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's kind of what we were talking about with the with the TCL phones last week is, like, if they can bring that mentality and mindset to the budget market, like, we, we think they could probably um, make make a pretty solid dent there. But. I think they should put a Roku stick in the TCL. <laughs> in, the, in the phone? <laughs> <laughs> that's or good. just, like... <laughs> Okay, with the phone on top and you unbox it, and it's like, here's your Roku stick. Instead of the the whole back of the phone, it's just like the back of his stick. You just turn it over and control your TV. Nice, nice. I mean, iPhone, it can be your Apple TV remote. Boom. I think think we're onto something here. There you go. Million dollar idea. (laughs) We're going to have to start charging for this. Um, All right, so uh, let's go to, we actually have a question from Adam R., one of our longtime listeners. Shout out, Adam. Um, So he asked, uh, what's your favorite, or not sorry, what's your favorite? What's your advice to people getting into YouTube or the tech community? Yeah, so my advice has has never changed. And sometimes I even go back to my own advice. Um, Cover stuff that you're into and that you're passionate about. Um, When you start chasing other people and trying to be someone else and covering things you're not into, um, you just lack some of the same authenticity, the excitement isn't there, and then it becomes just kind of mundane and it feels like a job you're punching a clock to. And that's kind of what you don't want this to feel like. You don't want YouTube to feel like you're punching a clock. You want it to be fun. You want to make a video. You want to have a community and things like that. So I just think it's always like stay true to you and cover stuff that you're into because there's 8 billion people in the world. Odds are there's someone out there that likes the weird crap you like, right? So, you know, (laughs) be yourself and do it the way you want to do it. If, if Rule 34 has taught us one thing, it's that, yeah, somebody else is into the same stuff you're into. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to explain what it is. Um, <laughs> anyways, all right. Uh, so so those are a little bit some more serious questions, but we have some kind of, we have we have fun would you rather questions here. So okay. if you're ready, let's get into it. Okay. Would you rather have to use a flip phone for a week or the essential phone for a month? <laughs> Oh, because of the guy and the bad stuff he, the guy did. Um, That's also, yeah, that, that is part of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't buy the phone, so I'm not supporting the bad guy. So I'll go essential phone. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't hate the, I, never, I didn't hate the essential phone, by the way. I didn't hate it, so I wouldn't mind using it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't yeah, go to a flip phone, man. I, I can't. I, I do too much, <laughs> too much stuff that I can't do on a flip phone. Can't do it. Yeah, I, I had the essential phone at one point and like I was pretty happy with it. But it, it, somebody told me at some point or I watched a review and they're talking about the touch latency on it where like you would scroll down or scroll up and then uh, it would take like half a second for it to respond. And once I heard that, I hated it. I could not unhear <laughs> what I had see it. Yeah, exactly. Um, OK, Evan, do you want to do you want to give him the second one? Yes. Would you rather have an iPhone or Android for the, the rest of your life? IPhone. Which I think I already know your answer. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I think we covered that. Yeah, for sure. We, we, we just covered that. <laughs> it, had to be, it had to be asked. Just it had to be asked. Um, Zach, do you have this pulled up? You want to do the third one? Uh, only be able to use wired headphones or pay by minute for phone calls. 
Oh gosh, um, pay by man <laughs> phone calls because I don't want to talk on the phone. What? And, and that would really? be a great excuse. I'm that's that's exactly the same. <laughs> I don't talk on the phone. Like I think phone calls are very intrusive because you're sitting there living life, and then this phone on your desk rings and rings and rings and you have to grab it or people are upset with you and they interrupt your day <laughs> to want to talk to you. A text message is passive. I can reply back anytime I want. I don't have to do it at the, at that moment. I can be on the toilet. There's not a bad echo. No, I don't talk on the phone. <laughs> I hate talking on the phone. Listen, I'm going to tell you how bad it is. I went to a... <laughs> I, I'm about to go on one of my classic rants. I went to a restaurant. I went to a restaurant before, and instead of going inside or even calling on the phone to make my order, I forgot why I didn't do it. I we downloaded their app and made the order on my app right there. Waited ten minutes, then went inside and got it and walked back out because I didn't want to talk to the people that worked behind the counter. <laughs> I was just having. I, and it's funny. I talk for a living, but I was having one of those days where it's like I don't want to people today. I just want this yeah, sandwich. Yeah. I, I don't want to do like... nothing. I'm about to download this <laughs> app and order this food right here and then wait to go get it. And yes, sir, I did. <laughs> the best part so, about Paper Minute is there's no green bubbles. That is <laughs> I hate how much sense everybody is making. I don't yeah. like it. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'll I'll never have a cord in my headphones ever again. You Same. Yeah, okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. Like, no. <laughs> All right. Um would you rather use an S7 Edge on Verizon in 2020 or or an S20 Ultra, but you can only use it on U.S. Cellular? <laughs> um, S- S20, S20 Ultra, at least, at, least I can, at least I can last the full day. At least I can just have the phone the whole day, unlike the S7 Edge, which didn't do that. That's fair, that's fair. Okay, what if what if you didn't have Wi-Fi? What if that wasn't an option? Oh gosh, that's uh. <sighs> but I would literally have to keep my phone plugged in at all times. Oh my gosh! Say the S twenty Ultra roaming like crazy. Yeah, throw a great call on that thing. Ah boy, um, you know what? S seven Edge, man. I'd rather have a phone plugged in working with good service. We finally cracked him. Ah, it's we tough, finally man. cracked him. All right, Evan, you want to give you want to give the old <laughs> the old razzle dazzle. <laughs> yes. Uh-oh. Would you rather uh, be wearing Crocs or cowboy boots for the rest of your life? <laughs> the rest of my life. Okay. Um, I'll go with the Crocs, man. I'll, I'll crock it out. Okay. I'll crock it out. Oh, I'm let's like, go. You know, you know, I like uh, that. You know, I I can't be in Michigan though because it's too cold. So I'd have to move, but I can move somewhere warm. I like to golf, so I can kind of see myself on the golf course with some Crocs. You know, sipping on a Palmer. I I, I, I can get down with that life. I can get down with that. What if you What if you swapped them out for like Heelys? Ooh. Okay, now now no, now that's, we're... that changes the game. <laughs> yeah, like, cowboy yeah. boots. I mean, yeah, cowboy boots. You know what? Uh, little Nas X may be in a cowboy kind of cool. I can go with some cowboy boots, man. <laughs> I can. I can. All, all I'm getting, what I'm getting from I this conversation is that you would rather move your house and your family than wear cowboy boots. <laughs> I mean, I think that's more just Michigan in general. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, we we've already we've already been looking. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the only thing Michigan has going for, not the only thing, I feel bad now. Um, the best thing for me Michigan has going for right now is uh, it's cheap home prices. Uh, my family, and it's cheap home prices. Anything beyond that, I could, uh, I could get elsewhere, and I wouldn't mind going elsewhere. So, yeah, we're not going to be here forever. I mean, you big sports guy? 
Yeah, definitely. You, you got Chiefs fourth games up there too. Nobody's doing well. You know what? We don't, we, we don't have to. St- we, we don't. We don't have to do all that. Come on, come on. We're trying to keep this. Trying to keep this civil. Wait a minute. Are, are you the St. Louis guy? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I see where this is going. I, we we could talk about it all fair. <laughs> this, this, this is a fam- this is a family show, right? This conversation is quickly becoming confrontation. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to be an, an, an attack. Jeez. I thought that was a, a podcast, it wasn't until a... that moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's bring it back to more civil ground, though. So, um, Evan, uh, why don't you go ahead and give us the, uh, in case you missed it this week, what we got. Yeah. So this one's uh, on Apple crashing the jailbreak party. Um, for those unfamiliar, jailbreaking is a process of gaining root access to iOS, the iOS platform, um, effectively breaking out of the re- uh, restrictions Apple puts in place. Um, you can install tweaks that haven't been vetted by Apple and tinker with the OS itself. Um, for years, jailbreaking has been seen as sort of a cat and mouse game with hackers um, working to exploit vulnerabilities in the iPhone while Apple works as uh, quickly as possible to patch those security holes, uh, which are super annoying. Uh, the game played out once again as a group of hackers called Uncover recently released a jailbreak tool for iOS uh, 13.5, allowing users to customize their phones in a way Apple simply doesn't allow. Um, less than a week after the release, um, Apple brought down the band hammer with the release of iOS 13.5.1, um, which patched this uh, jailbreak there for over 900 million iPhones. Um, but no fear, as long as you're on 13.5, you can still perform a jailbreak. Um, not that we're advocating, even though, yes, I am. I also have a jailbroken <laughs> phone um, and always have for my iPhones. Um, for you guys, are you guys into jailbreaking your phones? I know you said you were, Kevin. I'm out of um, this conversation. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Zach? I mean, I never have, and it's too late for me. Uh, I actually like it's was going, too late. I was going through the doc this morning, like, oh, well, maybe I'll have a chance, but I'm on... Point five, point one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, too late for me. So I guess I'm a no. Uh, but <laughs> have you ever know. been? Have you ever been into it though? Uh, when I was younger, I did it to my iPod Touch. Um, but Classic. back then, it like just bricked my iPod Touch, yeah, sure so I had to restore it back. So I think that's where like I had the bad vibe of jailbreaking. Where I don't know if I would, even though it's better. But I just I don't need it that bad to be jailbroken. So why mess? Don't fix something that's not broke. Right. I'm sure Kevin disagrees though, because <laughs> like he's like you said earlier, you're big into the into the rooting, and you said you recently jailbroke your iPhone. Yeah, I jailbroke broke my iPhone, and it's just like okay. I'm okay on 13.5. I don't need point one. Like I'm very <laughs> I'm very comfortable where it's at. Like honestly, this would be the perfect phone if it had a high refresh screen rate. After that, Absolutely. I don't need anything else. This is just amazing, and the jailbreak is so good. At, and like like I said, it feels like Android again, and um. Yeah, it feels like the good old day for Android for me. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm very happy with the jailbreaking scene. I'm spending money on all sorts of tweaks and, and hacks. And, uh, yeah, I spent, like, four hours just playing around with it and doing it. And I was all over Reddit trying to find some good jailbreaks. And I think I actually might make a video talking about it. Um, I think Ooh, that could yes. really submit my application to Apple that they'll never send me review <laughs> units. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because they're very stingy I, uh, with that stuff. So, Right. Um that's awesome. I, I also have a jailbroken phone, um, and I I've jailbroken every iPhone that I've had, um, starting with the the 4S, um, and it's fantastic. I remember the last jailbreak I had; it was actually on my X, which rip that phone in general. Um, <laughs> but uh, like when iOS 12 came out, you know, it was a huge thing of like, well, Cydia is essentially in like a broken state almost, right? Where there's patches within 
you know, patches of city itself. And they were trying to figure out, well, if, is, this, is there this, you know, new city, a Cilio that came out, right? Um, and that was the biggest decision of my life. It was like, do I want to risk my already broken, like, piece of crap iPhone to, like, try something new or to kind of, you know, stick with my gut and, you know, what I've known and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. So did you ever, like, try out Cilio or anything with your with the jailbreaks or has, has it always just been like Cydia that you're downloading? It's, it's always been Cydia. Now I, I will okay. say I have not jailbroken my iPhone in years. I would say probably not gotcha. since okay. a 3s when it was very easy, but once they shut it down, I was pretty much done with it. And then out of nowhere, this came up, the uncover came up. I think yellow snow was the, was the last one I did. Maybe I think yep. it was called yellow snow yep. or something like that. But now this came up and you know, this is just uh yeah, no, yeah. It's just uh, I'm just I, I'm just extremely happy. I've never been this satisfied with a phone until I jailbroke my iPhone, and I'm just extremely happy sure. with it. We have to uh, we have to talk about tweaks eventually, like what tweaks you're rocking oh, and sure. stuff like that. For sure, I got some good ones. I've I've uh, I've definitely narrowed it down over the years uh, because of you know the phone being just so overwhelmed by all these tweaks and you know things it's not supposed to be doing. Um, so I've kind of like fine-tuned it to exactly where I want it to be. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to, to go over what you're rocking there for sure. Cool. Sounds good. Um, so I, the reason I, I put this in the notes was because, like, I kind of followed the jailbreak community, a, like, a little bit back in the earlier days of iPhone, but um, I don't know. It just kind of, like, disappeared as iOS started to get more and more um, Android-esque features. Um, and then all of a sudden, like everybody around me started jailbreaking their iPhones. Evan jailbroke his iPhone. One of our coworkers did. And I think another I one did his iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, was was there something that happened? Like, was it gone for a while? Am I missing something? No. Like I was saying, with with iOS twelve, there was like this huge, um, huge problem with Cydia to where it was, you know, quote unquote broken. Essentially, yeah. there was a lot of uh, you know broken parts where it was essentially all these jailbreaks were patching each other up, like putting a bandaid on it every time mm-hmm. to where it was very unstable. And now I think they've started to finally uh, kind of figure it out because all of the, like, like we were talking about all the patches that Apple have are just destroying these jailbreaks. And mm-hmm. they keep saying, Oh, I was 13 will never be jailbroken all these kind of things. And then of course here it is. Gotcha. So, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Bitch. So, you know, you know, I, I do have a question though. Like now that jailbreaking, you know, happened and of course I knew they're going to, block it in the next update they're going to push out an update to to stop the vulnerability it's like so what do you what do we do from here it just seems like they made jailbreaking so easy that it exposed this vulnerability that apple's going to fix do they have another way to get in and how is this cat and mouse game going to work for sure i mean it's like every every single time they say oh this new ios is gonna you know completely destroy the the jailbreaking Every single time, there's always one. There might be a few, you know, point ones or point twos here and there that you can't physically jailbreak, but there's always going to be something where there's like an exploit. Whenever there's a beta, whenever there's, you know, the the newest version, like I was, you know, 14 or whatever, it, as soon as it's new, there's always going to be something, right? So I don't think we're going to see a spot where we're just not going to have a jailbroken state. You know, I think it's always going to be there because there's going to be some pesky bastard that <laughs> will find some way to get in. Nerds will not be stopped. That's what I mean. <laughs> Nerds will not be stopped. But like at the same, I I don't know how any of this stuff works. I've never done it. So like, do you just have to turn off like updates now? Uh, essentially, yeah. You have to uh, wipe the newest update, and make sure it's not gonna override itself, and then stop them. So like, if what, it updates, it's gonna like what happens if it like accidentally updates? Then you're just back to a normal iPhone. 
No, so it can do a few things. It can actually like almost fully break your phone. Essentially, everything, nice. every exploit that's been you know patched. This there's this um, software that's not supposed to be on there, right? And it's taking over a lot of your phone, and it can crash it in very serious ways. I like that's actually what got me into tech is breaking my phones from jailbreaking and figuring out how to fix it. Like that's literally what it was. And I was like, wow, I really like this kind of stuff. I'm passionate about it. So that's really what got me into all this. Just because I had to, you know, I was forced yeah. to figure those kind so of things out. So mom and dad didn't find out. Oh, they <laughs> definitely just, did. Right. They definitely did. <laughs> Rough. All right. Well, that's a pretty good place to wrap up this podcast. Uh, Kevin, why don't you plug your socials, let people know where they can, uh, where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me at Tech Ninja Speaks on every platform from from Pinterest to TikTok to Twitter to YouTube to Twitch. Everything, I'm there. You can find me. I may not be active everywhere, but my name is out everywhere. I made sure of that. So, <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Phone Buzz podcast. The show is brought to you by three guys that sell phones all day. Follow us across social media at Phone Buzz, and that's P-H-1-B-U-Z-Z, and give us a follow and review on Spotify or wherever you listen to our podcast. We'll see you guys in the next one. My name is Evan Kraus. I'm Zach Whitney. I'm Christian Crawford. I'm Kevin the Tech Ninja. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. See you.